Hi, I'm Dr. Mark Student. Welcome to the Academy of Chiropractic Doctors PI Program Consultations. I am very excited that you took the time to do this and make the commitment to your career, to your family, to yourself, just to be the best of the best through clinical excellence. Sit back and enjoy the consultations. Hi, I'm Dr. Mark Student, and welcome to our podcast. Today we're going to discuss uh, your initial evaluation, uh, your E&M report, your initial evaluation report, and how it's critical in getting referrals. So listen, this is not about, this is about your initial evaluation report, but it's not about compliance issues. Um, this is simply about looking at what your initial evaluation report will either do for you or to you. And that's critically important because it all lends to your reputation. And really it's about reputation building. And when you look at your uh, market share in the marketplace, in expanding your referral platform, um, in getting your referral sources to run after you, it's critical. Now, let's look at those words. Because you see, you are not running a small mom and pop business. You don't aspire to earn $30,000, $40,000 a year or $50,000 a year. Not that this is about money. It's not. It's about treating patients and getting paid for doing that. But you're also running a business and you can't ignore that. And that's critically important. So you're going to run a, a mid-sized business and you have to look at how business works. And the business jargon is critical. And in that business jargon, you have to look at the marketplace. And the marketplace is what is happening in the market? What is your competition doing? What is the guy down the block doing? Um, and then when you look at market share, are you getting your share of the business? And that's critically important. Listen, when I opened up in a new area, um, and, and I've had many different types of practices. Um, I had a solo. I was a solo practitioner. Um, I was. I had multiple associates. Um, I tried the multidiscipline game, which I no longer recommend to anybody. Pure chiropractic is the only place to be from a business perspective. Um, I mean, one of the things I did is I went out and I hired for six figures. I spent a lot of money. Um, a, um, a company, a consulting company that did corporate espionage. I mean, they went to other offices similar to mine in the region to see what they were doing. They posed as patients. They posed as, you know, I, I'm being frank with you, I did. And I got a copy of all of their marketing materials, um, what type of providers they had, uh, their hours. I mean, and I got an incredible 30-page report that it cost $106,000. I actually did it with um, three other doctors in different regions who we were opening up similar types of practices. But I wanted to know what the marketplace was doing. And I wanted to be able to get my market share. And that was critical. So when we talk about expanding your referral platforms, it's easy. Now, your referral platforms, um, well, before we do that, let's talk about reputation management. A very dear friend of mine, um, a very close friend of mine, is an orthodontist. And he's, he's about my age, and he's retired. And he started a marketing business for orthodontists. And he has a full, um, a full um, a marketing company. And what they do is they use Google 
uh, for Google reviews, etc., and then to get that out to the public. And he trains his doctors that the, the uh, testimonials and other things, getting to the community is going to build the reputation for the doctor and gain market share. And it works well. It gains reputation. And he uses social media. And it's pretty, it, it, it's much easier for orthodontists because there's pretty, there, there's, there's a one financial class. In other words, most people are going to pay cash. Some have insurance. But you want to be able to get kids predominantly who need braces. That's it. And it's really easy to, to create that level of reputation at being good at that. Um, but with us, gaining market share is a little bit more convoluted. There's a lot more involved. And if you want to look at your referral platform, and you want to expand your referral platform, and we're looking at lawyers, medical primary care providers, medical specialists, urgent cares, and emergency rooms. Now, let's just look at medical primaries for a moment. When you look at medical primaries, we as a profession in chiropractic right now treat approximately 7% of the population. That is our utilization. Medical primary care providers treat 95% of the population. They have infiltrated our, our, our society a lot more than we have. So if I want to tap into that 95%, what's the best way to get a referral? The answer is the people who are already seeing the majority of the population. The problem is, is that the number five diagnosis in medical primary care providers' offices is musculoskeletal. And in a study done at Harvard, medical primary care providers in musculoskeletal care for graduating family medicine practitioners um, tested out a 27% competency for musculoskeletal issues. It's kind of upside down. They're still looking for a pharmacological solution to a mechanical problem. They're still giving out those medral dose packs, the uh, muscle relaxers. And what do you think part of the opiate problem came from? It's because if you can't shut them up, you drug them up. They don't know what to do with them. So they just keep increasing the amount of painkillers till we've got a, a, an opiate addicted society and all the issues you know that have been prevalent. But when we look at our reports and we look at what your initial evaluation is doing either for you or to you, we look at the neurosurgeons. Neurosurgeons are considered um, at the pinnacle of healthcare, it just it just is. They are the most revered in medicine, um, and they're also the smallest population of providers. Because really, only the smartest of the smartest of the smart get to end up in a neurosurgical program. But if you look at their report, they're pristine. They're grammatically perfect. They're laid out consistently perfect in paragraph format every single time. And when you deal with lawyers. That's what they consider the standard. When you consider the courts, which is the judges, the juries, they consider that the standard. When you look at medical primary care providers, that's what they expect. So if you're still using a handwritten report, you're not yesterday. You're many decades old. Handwritten reports were great. Maybe in the 60s, you might be able to get away with it in the 70s, but it's going to destroy your reputation. If you're using travel cards, it's the kiss of death, folks. According to the attorneys who work for the insurance companies who go after doctors, that is the number one easiest place to get money back from doctors. Doctors are using travel cards. It is the kiss of death. 
burn them, throw them out uh, as of listening to this dude uh, immediately. But when you look at your reports and your initial evaluation, that's your E&M, okay? E&M, your 99202, 203, 204, 205, never do a 201. 99201 is for non-doctors. But when you do your E&Ms, it should be in, in, in a nice typed up written report. It can be computer generated. It's not an issue. Your evals and re-evals. But the question is, are they in SOAP note format? <clears throat> S-O-A-P. SOAP note formats are predominantly designed for treatment reporting, subjective, objective, assessment, and plan. Unfortunately, too many EMR systems force you to do your eval and reevals in SOAP note format. Now, that is not a compliance issue. As long as all of the elements are there, regardless of the format, you're compliant. But it's a reputation issue. And it makes you look like a therapist. It puts you on par with a physical therapist which is the kiss of death in the referral game. You do not want to be seen as a technician. You want to see, be seen as a primary spine care provider. And primary spine care simply means you're the first referral option for everything spine. And you become the solution to the business of your referral sources. Lawyers, medical primaries, medical specialists, urgent cares, and emergency rooms. You want to become their solution, but you have to be able to differentially diagnose an anatomical versus a mechanical issue. Now, an anatomical problem, which we do not treat, fracture, tumor, or infection, but a mechanical issue, which is biomechanical failure, which is a neurobiomechanical, a neuromuscular biomechanical dysfunction, or vertebral subluxation complex, means the same thing, and I could care less what you call it, okay? Language is not that important for this conversation. The issue is, is that you need to be able to differentially diagnose and treat the ones you can and refer the ones to triage out the ones you can. But when you're reporting, your reports should go to your referral source or the patient's primary care providers. Or if they have an ortho neuro neurosurge, pain management, physical medicine, those reports should go to those providers as well. And when they look at it, you know what they're going to do? They're going to peruse. And by the way, your E&Ms, not in soap note format. I didn't tell you what they should be. History, past history, past medical history, meds, allergies, review of systems, family social, your examination, prognosis, plan, all diagnosis, all the things that, all the elements that are required in, in an evaluation and management report, just like the orthos, neuros, and neurosurges. It should be in a similar format. Because let me tell you what a, a, a medical primary or a specialist does. They're going to get your report. When the patient's in front of them, they're going to peruse down it. If you're in a soap note format, they're going to look at that. They're not going to take it seriously because you have nothing to add. You're a technician. They're going to close it. They're not going to even look at it. But they're going to see your name on top, and that's going to help destroy your reputation. It's going to not destroy, but erode your reputation. But if it's in the appropriate format, they're going to look at it, and they're not going to say, oh, what a great report. They're, going to, they're just innately going to know, based upon reading hundreds and hundreds of reports of specialists, that just another specialist. 
they're going to go to the diagnosis and treatment plan. That's what they're going to do. And they're going to see your name. And that's going to be just another brick in the wall of your reputation. And that's going to help build your reputation. And if you have dozens and dozens of patients of all of the, uh, of similar providers in your community, because let's face it, over time, there's only so many primaries, so many orthos, neuros, and neurosurgeons. It's just another brick in the wall in, in building the foundation of your reputation. And that's critical. Because this is what your ENMs do for you. If you want to know what it does to you, well, just keep doing soap notes. You're going to keep getting what you get now, virtually nothing. Handwritten reports, you're going to be a joke, and I mean that sincerely. They're going to actually, they might even make copies of that handwritten report and bring it to parties as a party joke. Look what this Cairo does. They haven't evolved since the 1960s. This literally happens, and this has been told to me, you know, by, by some, in, in many circles of specialists, because there are a lot of friends, and they say, Mark, why can't they all practice at your level? Why can't they practice at this doctor's level? All of this matters tremendously. Reputation building is critical. Now, the other thing is grammar. Listen, I do compliance reviews um, of, of, I've done thousands of them of my consulting clients, and it's just part of the territory it comes with it. And when I'm doing compliance reviews, uh, and I did one yesterday, the grammar was horrible. And I said to the doctor, did you read this? You learned how to write better in junior high school. This is embarrassing. Don't you know people are reading this who potentially can refer to you? Or you're going to be on the witness stand. You're going to look the fool. Lawyers will never work with you. Medical providers won't work with you. And if a patient should read this, they won't want to stay with you because you're basically illiterate. I mean, you're not a hillbilly. So... Uh, in many instances, it's what the EMR writes, and you've got to be careful, because if your EMR is doing this to you, you need to throw it in the toilet and find one that works. And if you'd like to find one that works, give me jingle, it's my pleasure, I'll be able to direct you. However, um, you got to read these reports, you got to clean up your language, because it's destroying your reputation, that will destroy your reputation. I mean, you know, you, there's only so many times you could say it was a typo, it was the EMR, if in 10 places in your report, there's horrible grammar because you signed your name on the bottom of it. And I know in busy practices, you often don't get an opportunity to read every, to read everything, but you should start reading a whole lot more than you're reading now to ensure that you're doing it appropriately. And by the way, when we do um, compliance reviews, here's, here's a, a little, a dirty little secret in our profession. I could tell you that the overwhelming majority, an overwhelming majority, there are actionable issues in there, and almost every one. There is some actionable issues because the doctor's not paying attention to the coding and the requirements. And more than half of them um, are significant actionable issues. And you don't get away with this stuff anymore. You really have to pay attention to what you're doing, what you're coding, what you're billing, etc. So listen, folks, all of this matters. It matters tremendously in building your reputation. So you have to see what your initial report does, your ENM, your 99202, 203, 204, and your reavals, your 992122, 22, uh, 23, 24, 
to five, you have to see what they do to you or for you because they are critical in getting referrals. One last issue. If someone comes across, some guru, some sharp marketer, snake oil salesman, and says, all you need for success is this report. All you need for success is this research article or this technique. Hold your wallet and run like hell. I've been in the game almost 40 years. I've spent probably well over a million dollars in looking for that brass ring, that magic thing that's going to fill. doesn't exist, folks. It just doesn't exist. You might get a couple of new patients in your office, um, you know, and you might get a couple here and a couple there. It's all nonsense. If you, you need to build a sustainable platform in your marketplace to help gain a significant share, a market share of business by getting your referral sources to run after you. There is no such thing as a magic bullet. Everything is a piece of the puzzle, or as I said earlier, just one more brick in the wall. This is not the end all. This is one piece of the puzzle. The whole puzzle needs a lot of pieces. <coughs> Every little bit matters. And I mean that sincerely. And you need to pay attention to every piece. And build your infrastructure so all of those pieces make a wonderful picture. Folks, I want to thank you for spending this time with me. My name is Dr. Mark Student. If you want to reach me, please call me. Pencil and paper time. My phone number is area code 631-786-4253. That's 631-786-4253. And if you want to learn more, <clears throat> go to our website at teachkairos.com. That's www, which you don't need to do anymore. Teach like teacher, T-E-A-C-H, kairos, C-H-I-R-O-S.com. Thank you so much. And I look forward to doing um, another one and another one and another one. We'll catch you on the next one. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed the podcast you just heard. And it's been my pleasure to bring this to you. Please understand that this is a very small piece of the puzzle, and it is my goal to bring you many, many pieces of the puzzle so that the picture can become clearer, your practice can thrive, chiropractic can thrive, and I at least can be a small part of that um, in, in your life, and it's my pleasure. So again, if you want to chat, give me a jingle, 631-786-4253, that's 631-786-4253, or go to our website at teach, T-E-A-C-H, Kairos, C-H-I-R-O-S.com. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you or chatting with you on our next podcast. Have a great day.